All right, we are here. We are here. Stop! 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 Wait, what? I gotta check. Are the three of us good? Because 2024 people are not playing. I don't know if y'all saw the the Shannon Sharp Monique interview. Oh are god! The three of us good? Yeah. I I went through my phone. I was texting people. I don't need no three hour interview about me. I'm I'm checking for all the skeletons. Are the three of us good? Well, since you brought that up, I'm telling on me. Okay. Wait, hold on. No, 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 no. I'm telling you. Listen. First of all, how dare you? How dare you talk to me? You gonna pull up and say hi? I think not. <laughs> oh me at church too man it's hard it's hard but yeah but i refuse to be silenced oh i feel i feel like jonathan majors right now i got him with the allegations extra he got convicted though <laughs> yeah, yeah he got convicted because it was he got convicted it was some nonsense all right nah the, these allegations is absurd I am confused, befuddled. Um, I no, I deny everything. I did not threaten he, you. I did not. He told uh, me that he was looking for someone to like be okay with him. Like he wanted to like we're like it's not romantic or anything, but just imagine this. Like he wanted a kagome, someone that he could cheat on and do wrong. And then come back to okay. That's what he he was like. I need you to be a kagome, and I was like, I, I first first of all, no, <laughs> like I'm not a priestess first and foremost. Second off, I know like you can't do me wrong and expect me not to be sad about it, and then come back. Hold on, I'm nah, nah. This is absolutely absurd. So, and speaking of, you mean Kikyo, but uh. But you know what? I'm that just shows he's a villain, guys. Nah, nah. See, literally, everyone knows it's Team Kagome. Kikyo is actually problematic. See, see, you see, you're just thinking too small minded. All right, y'all thinking way too small minded. Because in the words of my favorite uh person of all time, I can fix her. Uh, but in any but any case, uh, the allegations against me are purely false that was a doppelganger that was uh the the meech from another from earth 42 um this is the because that was definitely a rogue meech all right i am a red flag that i can hold up because that's all i'm getting right now but that's besides the point because i'm i'm none of the rogueness all right i'm just out here roaming my way through life you know what i'm saying i'm just out here doing my solo journey well, this is certainly how you start a season finale. It might be a, a series finale, but I'm Demetrius. I'm Demetrius. And I'm Paulina. And we present the Blurred City Podcast. Let's just get straight into the legal spiegel. I think we're going to need it for this episode, especially with some of the mailbag questions that I saw. Yeah, so this probably should have went first. Uh, but the purpose of this podcast is to explore digital and print media. All sources we ref- reference are owned by the respective companies. And our thoughts and opinions are strictly our own 
reflect no biases or corporate agendas, and do not threaten people's lives in any ways whatsoever. Your discretion is absurdly advised. All right, so this is our second annual Valentine's Day episode. I'm looking for, this is like definitely something I want to keep doing each year. Uh, We have a mailbag. We're going to like get into our usual stuff. We're going to talk about simping and just like different uh, fandoms and stuff like that. But first, we're going to do a quick what's hot. So what do you two have? Man, call me Internet Explorer the way that I'm behind. Um, I have not been keeping up to date because I just want to binge things. But one of my favorite things that I've binged so far, it's called The Bear. And um, if you haven't heard of it and you've been under a rock like I have, it is a live action show. So, guys, I branched out from anime. I'm watching live real life people now. But it's about um, working in a restaurant and following these chefs around. And when I tell you, like, this show made me feel things, like, for real, for real. Like, I haven't felt emotions in, like, six months. And this had me feeling happy, sad, anxious, like, um, angry. I felt the whole gambit. And it made me hungry because the food looked absolutely amazing. So if you want a a little change of pace and watch something with uh, live action with humans in it, um, watch The Bear. It's on Hulu and um, you won't regret it. And I don't know. Don't blame me. I don't know what the um, character's name is, but I know the um, the black woman that won the Emmy. She's coming to Comic Palooza in in May. So our Irish princess. All right, Meech. All right. So, you know, I got to come to y'all straight with everything that's been happening right now. Uh, and may seem kind of kind of dry a bit. Uh, but but, you know, you know, Egghead arc One Piece still going strong. Uh, I can't spoil anything because of somebody on this uh, on the screen. But that uh, that's neither here nor there. But we also got a solo leveling out here uh, being just straight heat out of pocket. Um, if you haven't watched it yet, uh, get on that. Um, and then. Have, have you guys seen the the trailer to to Knuckles yet? Yes, I saw it yesterday. Knuck, yes, I sure did. If you buck, so, so this, so having a Knuckles trailer come out with Knuck if you buck, can we all agree without a shadow of a doubt that Knuckles is black? Oh yeah, yeah, it's for <laughs> black people. Can can we officially put it in the book? The same way that we all have co-opted Piccolo, that Knuckles is one of us. I think RDC essentially did that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so we. So I just need to put that out there. You know, saying just just get a get our Black History Month out on a a good note. Speaking of Black Sonic characters, this year they started dropping tents at it. Sonic the Hedgehog three. We might be seeing a shadow of things to come. That's all I'm gonna say. All all I'm saying is uh is that shadow will bring will bring peace, justice, freedom, and security to Eggman's empire. That's that's all I gotta say. That's all I gotta say about that. That's all I gotta say. Oh if, man. If you know, you know. And all I say is uh whoever got casted as Maria, it was nice knowing you. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, man. Yeah, and then gaming wise, uh we know that uh you know, Tekken 8 just dropped. Uh, Tekken 8 just dropped. You know, uh, I'm not playing it uh, because I'm, I'm not a Tekken guy. 
because you know Mortal Kombat is my number one. Street Fighter is barely my number two. It's barely my number three because Dragon Ball is always being my number two. But uh, speaking of Dragon Ball, that sparking zero, come come on, come on, we bout to get active. All right, the giant characters are back. Grade eight Vegeta is here. That that lets me know that things is about to get active. Uh, we already confirmed 163 characters in the game at launch. At launch. So. So we know that I'm about to go crazy. Uh, as soon as I find my boy Black, uh, we I'm about to make sure I bring divine justice onto everybody who opposed me. Um, Do you know what's Broly they have? Is it every version of them? It's probably gonna be both. Okay, well, that'd be dope. So I'm so I'm definitely gonna be there on that. Um, but yeah, also you no know, Percy Jackson finished its first season and already got confirmed for season two. Yeah, and I'm here for it, but uh, it seems like somebody. I I think when Percy Jackson came out, I was too old to be. Oh yeah, Percy Jackson. I love Greek mythology, but that movie was so bad that I'm just like, ah, let let's skip it. Uh, see, that's why you need to watch the show. Show is show is really good, and we'll actually get into it a bit later once we get into uh, one of our other segments. But for my what's hot, it's quick. Meet you took it with the knuckles. Uh couple of movies that are coming out M- madam web is drawing oh, the- why you keep reminding us all right um i have someone that's gonna go see it before i see it and then they're gonna tell me how, how it was yeah and then i will see it on street so oh. so with that uh another it doesn't movie- even it's not even worth me illegally streaming it yeah we can't do this we can't do this Meech. we talked about uh when we watched the marvels how people the incels they get so mad about a movie before it comes out and they bash it for different reasons we can nah it's not incel culture now it's just marvel fatigue no this might be a phony take it is phony being being sony all right no no this is fatigue not listen so i don't know anything about this movie but i could tell you right now i was never gonna see it okay i was never interested i don't the actress who plays i'm just all i can remember her from is like 50 shades of gray first and foremost and then second off like this might be a hot take but i don't care about marvel anymore like i'm so tired of seeing those movies and at this point i'm so far behind that even if i saw the next movie coming out i couldn't tell you what was happening you might have to get ejected off the council i said what i said and people wonder why know what people wonder why you're getting attacked by the meech from earth 42 that's perfect. Uh, speaking of that, um, that you mentioned it, um, I my theory was confirmed by Bob Iger, who literally said they were getting they want out so much Marvel content. Ding, ding, ding! Like I said again, follow the money, and you'll get the answers that you seek. So quickly, just with that, the One Love movie, um, Bob Marley, that's coming out next week as well. well. Well, I guess as you're hearing this, and then Dune is when we shall return. So with that uh, transitioning, we are going to get into the. Biggest simps in all of fandom. Something that's going to be wow, I can think of. But how would you two define what a simp is? I feel like a simp is the boy version of a pick me. And they do absolutely 
anything and every like they're just doing too much and they're like would embarrass their friends in front of the girls girls that they might be interested in they are like oh babe you know i couldn't live without you they're the where my hug at type characters yeah so so for me right simps that it means you all right so a simp can be both male and female all right but with simps, it's basically a person who does way too much. As you mentioned, like they do way too much to get the affection of somebody that they interested in. And when I say way too much, there, there's, there is a key difference there. It, it, and I'm pretty sure we all cover it a little later, but, but man, listen, there, there are levels to this and the simps and like simps can take it from a zero to a hundred for, for what they, for what they trying to do. And and you can't be a simp unless you unless somebody else feels like secondhand cringe or secondhand embarrassment for you. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I definitely think it's like someone that's a pushover or down bad, but in the sense that they think they'll be rewarded, whether romantically or otherwise for it. Um, so I think there is that like clear goal of simpage when you get into it. Uh, so kind of with that, what's the line between being a simp and just like affectionate caring? Mm, I feel well. Because mm, someone, we might call someone a simp, but their partner might be like, oh, no, I just love when they do this. And so I was going to say like the cringe meter because you're just like, like I'm not even going to say it because I saw this on, t well, no, no, no. But I remember on TikTok where there was this time there was a couple was like, sometimes we get so filled with love that we have a love surge. And I'm just like, ah. I, I am so happy for you, but uh, I I cringed extra hard. And so I feel like it's the cringe effect. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Oh, no, see, mine goes to four, uh, four keywords. Lack of self-respect. Uh, listen, when you when you do something like and you you basically degrading yourself for this person, that that's. You you definitely reach the simpage. You definitely reach simp tier. Um, if if you out here just like being very submissive to somebody, I'd like to to the point where it's like, please, please dom dominate me, please. Um, step on me, spit on me. Let me let me lick your toes. Hey, yo! See see now see now you see now you guys are feeling, you guys are feeling the cringe that. You know how hard it was for me to say that, all right? How much I was in pain saying it. The last one I would say. Yeah, yeah. You could you could have left that in the drafts. No, no, it had to be said because because we need to make this distinction clear. Lack of self respect is is perhaps the biggest thing, and also, I... yeah, that's that's it. No, there's no more I need to say. That's that's lack of self-respect is a good one because I think yeah. of definitely like people being pets. So like Bowser, um, where literally a pet at the end of the movie. So um, and then there are people that like want to be walked like dogs, which is just I'll, I'll just leave that alone. <laughs> so, so definitely just like, you know, caring like um, Paulina mentioned where it's like, yo, I every morning I run to get, you know, my significant other Starbucks or something like, or coffee, you know, where that's not 
that's just being caring. But on the opposite side, you know, you go 50 miles one way because they only want it from one specific shop and then 50 miles back to get it. That's something. And then also probably like in most cases, it's not a mere significant other to someone that really doesn't care about you. So that's, that's also a, a key delineation with that. So with that, we were going to do three, um, each going to have three sims that we're going to bring to the table. We'll probably mention them, but for now, we're only going to go in detail about two that we have. So who do y'all have? I'll let me go for it. All right. So for our first person, we have Kazuya Kinoshita from Rent a Girlfriend. Just from the title of the show alone, let you know just what type of timing we are on. All right. Because she is the, he is the definition of the most down bad simp of all time to the point where he's even, he's paying, he's paying money to get a girlfriend. And recently our boy CJ the champ went and did calculations on how much he spends for each time he goes with a girl. And it's the same girl every time, right? He spends $364 per meeting. That's wild. Just for one night. And that was the conversion, Leech? Yes, that was the conversion from yen to U.S. American. $364. Could you imagine spending that much money just to go out with a girl you know is not your official girlfriend? That's not even the worst thing of what he does. Honestly, I I don't know who the... Blue, I can't remember the blue hair girl's name. Oh, my God. She literally... He, He's literally calling her his girlfriend or she's calling him her boyfriend. It's it's a very weird dynamic. And he's still simping over like the original one that he has to rent consistently. It's so bad. Like I had to stop watching season two because that like just made me so not to mention that the ex that dumped him, he still has somewhat feelings for. Yeah. Yeah, man's needs to man needs to go to therapy. He needs to go to a uh, simp jail. He behind bars. That's he needs all to go to an accountant. <laughs> oh yeah yeah definitely needs to get a kind of also also cap cap has his has there been any explanation as to what he does for a living to where he can afford spending 364 dollars consistently i think in the longer they're still not even together i think he's definitely using his mom's rent money um she's like oh babe go to the front office and pay our rent for the month and he's like i'll take this to my girlfriend or my fake girlfriend <sighs> yeah yeah unfortunate but yes and now for number two a person who who needs no explanation she is yes and i do say she because she is an object of many simps out here in the real world but in terms of the anime she's in, she's definitely a simp in her herself. Her name is Esdeath. I, if you've seen a comic guy kill you, you know Esdeath. You know who she is, and you know who she be simping for. And by who we know, it's our boy Tatsumi. Good heavens! When she said like, "You're gonna be my husband now," and then she put a chain on my boy's neck, like, and then dragged him along to the back against his will. That that just let that just lets me know. Nah, it, it's it's curtains, it's wraps. She might be yonder, right? <laughs> Not so yeah, yeah. Oh nah, because That's she scary. no. Here's the thing though, she has millions of dudes coming for her, but yet she only goes for Tatsumi. It and she does everything in her power 
this is an example of a villain simp. She will do, she will commit horrendous acts and do horrendous activity just to get to tie to me. It's like, oh, you got a, you got some friends that uh that might take me, take you away from me. I'm gonna kill them, or I'm gonna put them into slavery so you can come to me. So that way I can have you for eternity and make you make you one of my slaves. Nah, nah, nah as that a hundred percent. Sounds like someone I know that plays Power World. Oh, 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 chill, chill. That, that, that's, that's completely different. That's completely different. That's completely different. Uh, I'm just getting rightful retribution for, uh, listen, I'm just getting righteous retribution for what we've been through over the past, uh, you know what? I'm not even going to say it. I'm not going to explain myself, um, because you trying to paint me to be a villain. But, uh, but yeah, those are some, those are just two of mine. What you got? Afropuff. Okay. Okay, so mine, I feel like they're super obvious, but it's Denji from Chainsaw Man. Um, the fact that this man is willing to do absolutely anything to get with a woman is kind of scary. I'm pretty sure like Makima, and I think this was in the, this might have been in the opening scene, like Makima could walk him like a dog and he would be like, rush, rush. Um, he is lost in the sauce um and i i don't think there's any chance of him getting out like the fact that even like he got never never mind we're not even going to go into that scene because it was i know what you're talking about yeah we all it's just just it was just going right passing but y'all know what happened and the fact that he was well (laughs) (laughs) my therapist is still not over that all right yeah that was absolutely disgusting um so denji i think he what uh Meech said um he belongs in simp jail um simp jail like maximum security um and then my second one is like and we all know him very well he is uh the official cook of the straw hat pirates and his name is Sanji Vin Smoke this man would rather get whooped and killed and tortured than fight a woman there have been multiple instances where he is at the brink of death trying fighting a woman like he gets paired up worst matchup ever in his case and he will not fight back he will not fight back he's always like um gosh you could never let you do that to a woman like how dare you treat a woman that way i'm just like bro like she's your enemy stand up man you call him black legs but he's no legs okay when he's in front of nami and uh nico um really any woman he will fold like laundry um but uh we love him anyway yes for for my biggest sense i did have subaru but you can listen to my rant from last year about how mad i was that he chose amelia over rim uh which is the dumbest decision and I'm not going to get into it. Um, next one that I have, I have Brock from Pokemon. Um, basically, he fell for like 20 twins. <laughs> Nurse Joy and then also the cop. Well, <laughs> so many, yeah. So many jokes I can make off of that, which I will not. <laughs> but <laughs> Brock is, yeah, definitely growing up, you know, seeing that it wasn't like, oh, it didn't register. It was just like funny. But then looking back, it's like, man, you were you were down bad for a kid. I guess it's because, you know, he didn't have a dad growing up. So he had to, you know, 
uh, take care of all his siblings so he didn't have Not only having daddy in. No. God. No, you didn't. Bro. Daddy issues. Wow. I didn't see his mom either. So, wow. Hey, yo. Wow. Look at you. Mommy issues. Because he likes older women. Think about it. Wow. You just told me about the complex. Yikes. Something that. Uh, see, that Freud would be proud wow. wow. Am I the bad guy here for pointing that God. out? The fact that what she said, you called out his daddy issue. We, yeah, bro. Like, Damn. you were here and then you went down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, he was not as bad because he was down bad. So, for my next one, um, there's one that we're going to talk about after this that I could have mentioned at the start because I think this is the biggest character simp in all of anime or just in general. But the next one, Star Wars fans, buckle up because my biggest simp in Star Wars is Star Wars fans for Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader. Y'all are courageously... Hey, 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 hey. Chill out. Chill out. <laughs> as you As you wave the bandana... And the for him. He's not wrong though. Chill out. Chill out before I get the saber out. I mean, Anakin walks on screen and y'all just lose y'all minds. I mean, even the same people that betrayed him um during the original times that the prequels came out and then Obi-Wan came out and those that betrayed him then came back on the bandwagon and were like, oh my god, I hate Christian is so hot. Oh my gosh. Now we get to appreciate him. Okay, yeah, those those people can yeah. go. Those people can go to jail. Exactly. So just that, and then the Vader, which I'll leave alone, Meech. But um, with that, the biggest simp that we missed, Sakura, is egregious. So if y'all want to talk about it, listen, the the things that she that she ends up doing for the sake of trying to get with Sasuke Uchiha is beyond insane. Like, okay. Okay, okay, let's let's run back to OG Naruto real quick. Yes. Let's talk about the time where in order to try to impress Sasuke, she's like keep dogging on Naruto for being an orphan. Yes. All while talking to a literal orphan. Right. Mm. Yeah. Let me let me tell you the thing that lets me know that Sakura is like a simp. She said, No, no, it's okay, Sasuke. You can abandon me and your daughter. You go. You go have fun. You go live on the road. I'll take care of her. And she stayed with him. That's so like, bad to the point that Sasuke didn't recognize his 12-year-old daughter and was about to kill her. Nah, 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 nah. See, you think that's bad? How about the fact that she was willing to, like, go to Sasuke and was like, hey, I'll leave the village with you. I will abandon everybody I know, all my teammates and comrades so I can be with you. And then every time he tried to kill her, she kept justifying it. Dude, she literally put Naruto in a body bag. <laughs> and she was like, I still love you. Uh, she she will literally explain everything for this man, nah. Yeah. It's real sad. Oh, and then he tried after they fought the, you know, the the god or whatever. Kage? Yeah, he, yeah, and he tried to take over the world afterwards. <laughs> she still fell for him. <laughs> oh man. So I, 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 we might have to put the crown on her. Yep. To, to the deepest, deepest dungeons. I yes. still think Denji's really bad. Well, I feel like Denji is the more like 
if it were like to register on a scale, it's like a 10. Like it'll go from like one, 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 ten, and it's like bad. But I think soccer is like sitting at a consistent nine. And it's like, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta look at the signs, girl. Like she don't like you. Like at least with Dingy, he does get rewarded for it. And he's being taken advantage of. With soccer, it's like a person that doesn't care about you and you still like go after them. It's it, that's to me is bad. That's fair. That's yep. fair. And I can't say any spoilers manga wise about what happens with Denji, but uh, well, let's just say that he he, he gets right. He gets. Is right. it movie related? Nah, it ain't movie related. It's gonna be out. All right, so because there is that Chainsaw Man movie coming up eventually, but uh, with that, we're gonna go into a quick sponsor break, and then we are going to come back with an explosive mailbag. All right, so for today's sponsor, we have none other than than Simp Therapy. If you want to, if you have a person where you realize that they may be a simp, please call us today where we may be able to grant them the vast amount of care and resources needed so they can get over their simpage. Special programs such as lobotomy, special programs such as, uh, such as hypnosis, as well as hypnotic suggestion to erase the simpage from their bones. We have seen recent success with characters such as Mineta from My Hero Academia, who has gone from simp to just a nobody. And we will bring you more special treasures. So please come join and please come join us today. And if you have a friend who's a simp, call us immediately. They are a vast threat to the reputation of people everywhere yes so we are back uh with that again like i mentioned this is our second annual valentine's day mailbag so with that we put out the bad signal our listeners did not let us down um so filled it out completely so we, let's just jump into it uh you want to read it Mitch, or do you want me to read it i don't want like oh, oh i i got this one i got this one so this one comes from a very esteemed guest known as Chanel, and her first question is, how do y'all feel your upbringing has affected the way y'all view relationships and friendships today? Mm, mm. I think that in terms of like how my upbringing has affected my view, honestly, like it's caused a lot of trauma. So... I think about all of my um, insecurities about like not wanting for people to like abandon me or get um, get tired of me or feeling like I always need to be pleasing the people around me that I care about in order for them to then want to be around me. I think that's mostly what I've seen be affected by or how that's how I've seen my upbringing really affect my um, view of relationships and friendships. But what I also, um, but it's not all bad. I think that there is a certain way that I like to play with people. Like I like to tease um, and like uh, just goof around and like be silly, play games and stuff like that, that is directly, um, correlated to how me and my family related to one another so i'm really big on like tv movies and things like that so when i make recommendations for people to watch shows um 
it means a lot to me and it makes me feel loved because one of the ways that my family bonds together ever since I was like a little kid is we watch movies together and they'll be like, oh, you should watch this show. And they watch it and then we talk about it and nerd out about it. So um, that's one way I've seen it. Yeah. For me, I would say that hmm, that's a tough one. This is a great question. Like showing up for people through the the hard times, I would say it's definitely one that I but saw just like upbringings and friendships and how I see how that affects me where it's like, okay, you don't just get to run because things are hard necessarily, but that doesn't necessarily mean like you stay through things that are like red, red flags. Um, so that's definitely something I would say affection is something that I've had to work on growing up. Um, like physical affection or just like expressing it. Definitely something that I've had to work on growing up but definitely just like you know showing up for people is one that i would say definitely with my upbringing is something that i learned and wanted to pick up yeah and i think for me like when it comes to my upbringing it was uh, like uh afro puff mentioned is is some trauma in there where like i mostly is like all right i'm just like closed off mostly like you know closed off want to be like lonesome but like for folks i care about like i'll go out of my way to do stuff that that let them know that i love them but like i may not necessarily say anything because like all right me expressing myself verbally it it ain't gonna cut it i just need i just need to show them and then they'll just get the message and then i'll just be deuces but but yeah but fortunately i grew past that you know i'll be able to tell somebody that i love them even when i don't but um <laughs> but but that's neither here nor there but yeah and then also again my cheery upstanding attitude allowed me to go through a lot of good good dark times uh did i say good dark times i mean just dark times uh but we all yeah. had an emo face so do, we I do can. not talk about that we do not talk about that one um because those were oh all right next question <laughs> next question did y'all have imaginary friends as a kid yes his name was tj um so that was definitely <laughs> my imaginary friend i remember foster's homes for imaginary friends that was a great show on cartoon network but i definitely had one mine was goku <laughs> literally literally i'd like goku is my best friend we will train we will fight together and and what did it help me to do? It, it helped me to be a violent kid. Uh, but hey, but who would have guessed? Who would have guessed I be, I turned out violent? Someone's not beating those allegations. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Um, Except for the fact that I clearly didn't do it. That's me to birth forty two. Yeah. Um. Anyway, <laughs> but I never had an imaginary friend. Um. Me and my brother are super close in age, so. And we, wherever one went, the other went. So, yeah, we played a lot. All right. All right. Next up, we have, is there anyone who's changed your life but doesn't know it? Um, for me, I would say there was a friend that I met. I want to say it's about eight years ago now, but it was a conversation. I was interning at a place at a time and just like, you know, one of the key things that I wanted to uh, do was like get a job, you know, work. I, I was a sophomore in college and just trying to figure that out. But like the conversation I had with them was that um, is work like what defines you or is it like a part of what you do? And just like not wanting to um, essentially 
go to a place where it's like you work five days a week, you're miserable. And your only like hope for the week is that you're looking forward to Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday you're miserable again. And then you just like repeat the cycle. So I would say like for them, that's something that always stuck with me where work is something that I do rather than who I am. Mm. Um, I would like to give a shout out to, I've got two potential. Um, one is my, um, I call him on since we were kids. Um, and would y'all believe he done did me dirty and like, it was a, it was a really rough situation, but if I hadn't gone through that, I would not have like started going to church, gotten baptized and all that kind of stuff. So, and now my life is way, way better, um, than it ever was. So shout out to you, bro. Um, you'll probably never hear this, but if you do appreciate you. Um, the second one is a professor that I had while I was in undergrad and he was my immunology professor and it was through him that I became like acquainted with like doing research and stuff like that. And like he pointed me in the direction of like all of these uh, programs it's called prep programs, which you can do after you graduate. And um, because of that information, it led me to do the program in Galveston here in Houston, which is what actually led me to Texas. So I also wouldn't know you guys. So thank you. All right, Prof. W.W. Uh, for me, I would say like the person who changed my life and didn't know. Actually, I'm pretty sure he probably does know it. He's my middle school history teacher, Mr. Shelberg. And why did he change my life? Uh, because he was, he literally is the first, uh, he pretty much gave me my first taste of racism for the first time. Uh, and again, middle school. So, so yeah, it was through him. And it also taught me that, Hey, no matter how much you can do right, how much, uh, it's like how much good you, you do, or you think you do it, it ain't going to cut it for for some people, some people just gonna hate you just to hate you, and and did you, did you add him to the donut squad? The I was too young at the time. Um, I was too young at the time, but uh, you may never know. I I still know he still works at the school to this day. Um, I I know where he is. Uh, are <laughs> people outside? I know where he is at all times. Um, but in any case, yeah, it it definitely made me more cynical. Uh, so it definitely changed my life for the worse. But hey. That's why I got more people to to show me the positives rather than the negatives, but it did help me get that balance of life that that clearly every adult needs. You know, not everything can be all sunshine and rainbows, but not everything's all doom and gloom. So I managed to reach I managed to reach the balance of the light and the dark. I am Revan. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> all right. So next question is what are you still trying to prove to yourself? Trying to prove to yourself. Um I would say that I am like, there's a couple things like one that I am like smart. I am capable and I can, and I don't have to prove anything to anyone, um, uh, which kind of goes against it, but, um, there's that. And then also that like success does not need to look the way that um 
everyone else tells me to look for it to still be a success. Um, there is, and then lastly, that like, like there's nothing wrong with me. So I'm not going to elaborate on, well, I can, I have, I feel I'm not very nice to myself a lot of the time. And so, and I always think that I blame myself for all the things that happen to go wrong. So me trying to like tell myself that there's nothing, prove to myself that there's nothing wrong with me is important because that's not usually how I feel. That's, that's fair. That's fair. I would say for me, um, I feel like I just had this conversation with someone, but uh, for me, it's just like at times I feel like I'm holding my mental sub subconsciously holding myself back from greatness, even though it's like, okay, doing all these different things, whether that be work, writing, um, podcasts and different aspects like that, but still like, okay, I'm not where I want to be yet. And learning to appreciate okay where i am which is much further than where i was that's definitely something that's been hard for me um and just like figuring out okay what's the next step it can kind of like be an anchor where it's like okay maybe i don't want to pursue something as much as i possibly could to the fullest length of that road because it's like oh maybe i might fail even though i failed along the way to getting where i am so that's definitely something where it's just like okay i'm trying to prove that to myself where it's just like just keep going, just keep going, and you'll get to, if not where you want to be, but somewhere further than along than where you are. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I think for me, uh, one thing I'm still trying to prove to myself is, and it's something that I, I'm still just going to work, work myself on to this day, is just the concept of just, hey, it's okay to, to open up to a close, tight-knit group. It's like not everybody is going to like hold your things against you um, because like I've had that trauma where like I've said something in confidence and then that person ended up using it against me later on. And then like that coupled with the childhood trauma I had that partially led to me being a closed off person. And as I mentioned earlier, so like I constantly work to prove to myself like, hey, I can be more trusting of others and like whether or not like they'll reciprocate it back that's not my job uh like it's my job to you know be discerning and to know like all right i know this person's probably not gonna be a trustworthy person but it's not like my job to, to like all right if i reveal something to someone it's not my job to like keep them you know you know what i'm saying like keep them like in the personal like spirit type of deal no so yeah that's that's one thing i've constantly proven to myself every day and also keep proving to myself i am the strongest in the universe uh but <laughs> but yeah, yeah so well. exactly exactly so let's see what title would you give this chapter in your life well as soon as this book drops the day after this comes out i'm closing this chapter and it is called <laughs> immense patience <laughs> So I will be moving on and figuring out what's next after that. So yeah. Mm. Mm. I think, well, it has something to do with waiting. Um, I'd probably call this, um, uh, what's the name of that force that, um, like it's a potential force that could happen, but you're waiting for the right, um, like action to take place. I don't know. Potential energy. Yes. Um, I feel like 
there's a lot of that. So some of, if you, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, but I'm trying to get my PhD and that's been seven years in the making as well as like other goals that I have. And like, I have this desire to move forward and to do more, but right now I have to finish this thing before I can. So I'd call this chapter potential energy. Mm, no. And for my uh, chapter of my life, I think I would like to say it, it is the, 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 I call it resurrection of the Meech, uh, because of the fact that like throughout, like, you know, like these past couple years is, is been a real downward spiral. Uh, so, so much so to the point where like, I felt like I lost myself in, in that wave, you know, when everybody else did. So like, really I'm at that point where like, I could say without a shadow of doubt, like, oh yeah, he, he's been, he's back. Uh, Meech is back and he's ready to give everybody a heart attack. Uh, <laughs> but and am I still done being resurrected? Absolutely not. I'm I'm still still working on stuff to this day. But you know what I'm saying? Like I'm here, ready to cause havoc, and uh, ready to not threaten people anymore. Um, so Meech has been resurrected. Uh, and yeah, let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. All right. So this one, this one touches my soul. But I'm gonna answer this one last. If you were a villain. What would be your backstory that made you the way you are? Ooh. 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 Well, there is a situation in fourth grade that I'm not going to get into, but essentially, um, <laughs> essentially, all the kids in the class put me on trial with the teacher. They were, as people say, keeping receipts, which is what I was talking about with that Monique interview. You got to check them skeletons in your closet. And let's just say, there were a lot of traitors that were cut out of my life at such a young age. Um, a lot of enemies and a lot of revenge that happened. So with that, um, that would have made me who I am today as a villain, vindictive. <laughs> but I want to be an Aaron level villain. Yeah. Unlike some people on this podcast. So, yeah. I would say that um, if I were a villain, I would say that my backstory would be that for her entire life, people continued to take and take and take until she had nothing left to give other than these hands. Okay. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, and yeah, cause I feel like I get taken advantage of sometimes. So I'm ready to fight. Well, you guys already got a sneak preview of it. Uh, when I mentioned, uh, Shelberg earlier is, uh, yeah, just I mean that's been pretty been pretty backstory at all of anime. Yeah. That's yeah. basically Aaron backstory. Touche. Yeah, so so let me carry on with the with my <laughs> my racist villain backstory, all right? So with <laughs> mine, right? I'm I'm just a man trying to live my life, live the dream, helping to please everyone and try to make the world a better place. But there are forces out there at work against me. He and the man at the helm at the front of it all, he decided to spout his his ideology at me. His Frieza ideology. His his worldview that I should be eliminated just for just because I exist. And as such, he has collected a a whole brigade of folks 
to start taking me and my people out. And it got to the point where my family got taken out in the process. And, and it became so harrowing. I could not let this pain and injustice last any longer. Instead, it only galvanized me further and made me realize that these people are not worthy of my, of my nature, of my good. So instead, I'll, instead of me being the hero that I thought I was, I'll be the villain that they know I am. I will bring divine justice unto all of humanity and I'll show them what true villainy and what a true monster can do. Call this boy Nat Turner, okay? <laughs> wow. I mean, I feel like, yeah, that's, that's a tough one. We gotta, we might need to send you to a therapist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. There might be a little few unresolved issues, but only a little bit. <laughs> um, Divine yeah. justice. That, wow, that definitely took a dark turn. Um, we let us, divinity. Yeah. So I mean, it is a villain backstory. There's no society. No, but I thought this was a Valentine's Day episode. We ain't talked about nothing but trauma. <laughs> we'll get into it with this next set of questions. So the first one, how can, uh, from Victoria, how can you show your partner appreciation and how special they are every day? That's a great one. And I think it does um, our uh, simp question because um, there is a fine line. But I feel like when it's someone that you love and it's your partner, I feel like there's very little you can do that could be um, too, like too much. So I think one paying attention to what they say and the little things about them is one way you can show appreciation for every single day. Like being a good listener, um, like trying to bring them along with you in your like everyday things. And um, like I like making food for people. So sometimes I'll give them a little a little snacky snack, a little baked good. Um, so doing that, like sometimes they're just taking what give, like take, paying attention to what they like and what their interests are and allowing, like doing that for them, like taking that and doing something encouraging for them. Yeah, definitely. I do see like, of course, uh, you know, show them appreciation and how special they are every day. Of course you can like, tell them like but it all depends on like as you mean something like take care like see like what their interests are see like what do they truly love or what are they truly like passionate about and go along with them on that journey uh it's like like for example if uh somebody were to say hey i want to come like come like hey fight you with lightsabers and i'll, I'll be like man love you uh but <laughs> But now all I feel is just a uh, crippling hatred. But uh, in any case, uh, we. But yeah. So another thing you can add on to that is just, hey, where what's their love language? You know, like how do like know learn and know like how do they get loved and how do they feel like they are loved, and just go ham on like the first two. Uh, so if they're like a physical touch person. Make sure you give them plenty of hugs, kisses, and whatever throughout the, throughout like their day and time. As long as they consent to it. 
uh we don't we're not worried about that we're showing them appreciation and uh and and how Work special they are it's Lucy's battle. Uh, yeah, you really not beating those allegations. Yeah, but lock allegations. him up. <laughs> lock him up. But allegations. Earth, uh, <laughs> you do not want to repeat. All right, but uh, in any case, or like, for example, if they like quality time, like go out with them, like, hey, I want to take you here or like take you to your favorite spot. Let's go do it. Or like we go have a special spot there or things like that. But yeah, yeah, that's I'm going to go ahead and stop now before y'all try to get me canceled. We <laughs> Yes, you. Y'all, you are definitely doing that yourself. We have not prompted you to say anything. Yeah, y'all have. It's you in are. The chat right now. Uh, yeah, no. There's a so, hidden chat, y'all, and they are uh, telling me to go more. When they when you edit this episode, Demetrius, um, I need you to send a pic of the snap or the chat because there is nothing in there other than I'm about to get my food. Be a nightmare to edit. So for the next question, because uh, y'all basically covered anything, I would say, what are your thoughts on guys treating girls, especially on Valentine's Day? Um, I mean, so I think with Valentine's Day, I think that it should go both ways. I think that because it's a love day, so I think that it might not you might not do the exact same thing for a guy that you'd want to do for a girl, but. Like you can still show love and affection to both parties and it shouldn't just fall on one person to make the day special. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, also think like part of it can be like, uh, yeah, it's like, Hey, uh, I know like there's, there's been this giant wave going around. I was like, Hey, should the man pay? Should the man pay? Um, but the real question has been asked like, Hey, can, can women pay? It's like, should they pay as well? It's like, if, it's like, should they like, let's say they're the one to ask the guy out. Should they be wants to pay for the date type of deal? And that can be a discussion to be had at a later time. But uh, at least like personally for me, it's like, hey, if girls want to treat a guy out, I'm all for it. I mean, I'm not going to have any problem with uh, with like treating a girl as long as I'm not getting taken advantage of, like not getting the eight hundred uh, dollar bill. No, sir. Type of deal. So as long as no injustice is happening, I, I'm cool. Honestly, I wish that like Valentine's Day was like how they do it in animes, uh, strictly in Japan, where it was like on Valentine's Day, you know, and I'm strictly speaking for anime. It's like uh, the girls give the guys the treats. And then the next month on White Day, that's when the guys reciprocate that. So it's kind of like going both ways. And it's kind of like an even playing field where it's not just like, oh, you're guessing in a sense and it's like oh who wants which guy wants to embarrass themselves this year so <laughs> you know a few yes so with that how can singles still have a great valentine's day I, for me i think i'm well not this year but i mostly just to kind of ignore that it exists and then keep it moving talk about rubbing it in man uh yeah and gonna keep fire we're single gosh can we still be friends <laughs> no we cannot apparently wow just bring the listeners context see he just wanted to no he just wanted to yeah. flex on us yeah i know i know he said that like he said what he said but really what i heard is that i hate single people like that's 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 a, literally what i heard I, um, I can't believe i'm on a podcast with these two single folk yeah they should be out of my yard wow get out of my Get out of my presence. I don't want to judge any of their singleness. 
Yeah, yeah, that's who my ruin my relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dang. Well, I you guess after that, allegations. you ain't beating these allegations. Yeah. I mean, other than the daddy issues, like his allegations are way behind yours, Meech. But um, the single one, yeah, allegations. yeah. Um, anyway, um, I would say that Valentine's Day can be whatever you want it to be, even if you're single. Like, yes, it's the like, oh, this is for couples and everything like that. But honestly, if you want to take yourself out on a date, do that, like get dressed up hang out with friends. I would really like to um, get friends together and we get super dressed up and we plan this romantic dinner, but then we go to like Whataburger or McDonald's or something like that and we bring a tablecloth, some tea lights, and we have we go through the whole shebang of a like romantic dinner with friends, like the guys are pulling out the chairs, all this other stuff. But we're at McDonald's and we keep up the bit until we leave like that. That would be so much fun. All right. Right. I've written that down. Uh, OK, so at least for me, right, like for me, it's just like another day out of the year. I literally do not unless somebody like says something to me. I'm just like, oh, oh, it's Valentine's Day. Cool. All right. And like, I just be right back to what I'm doing or like, I just be inside all day. It's like, all right, if I see any YouTube shows based on like couple stuff, it's like, all right, skip, skip. No, no, forget this. Let me watch a horror movie and watch these, uh, watch these couples get annihilated. Let's do this. All right. So for the next question is basically for me and Meech, but should guys have their own versions of Galentine's Day and how do we feel about being left out of it? Mm. This made me think of like when we went to DreamCon and the creator or writer of the Boondocks was there. <laughs> it's like to the homie. Yep, to the homie. <laughs> I say yes. We should have a dang. What would we even call it? Uh, we call it the Super Bowl watch party. You know the Dojo Casa Mega House or whatever they called it on Barbie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Eric enough day. Talk about the uh the, the godfather. <laughs> mm-hmm. Easy. That's easy. That's easy money. But yeah, it's like, hey, let's have let's have a guy's version of Valentine's Day. It's like if if the gals are doing something like, what are the guys gonna be doing? Oh, have y'all seen it's a it's a Saturday night live skit. Um, and it's with the the great Bruce Willis and it's called um Boy Dance Party. Oh yeah, it's been, it's been a minute. Uh, it's been a Y'all have to watch that. It's so funny. That's exactly how I feel like it would be. I was going to say, like, Check hey, uh, I'll watch it, too. I'll say, hey, a guy's version of uh, Galentine's Day is a is a Call of Duty lobby. Yeah, basically. <laughs> that, from what I hear, that's really toxic. And I don't, feel don't like you guys have to work on your toxic max- masculinity if you really want this to work. Don't, don't it worry. It be something beautiful. And I don't, I don't want you to feel like men cannot have healthy, satisfying friendships where they share their feelings. Nope. And they feel like they have to do the whole May because nope. it's not that. It's not that. It can be a pause. <laughs> that, that, is, that is a whole pause moment. <laughs> I said, nope. Uh, uh, to the next question. To the next one. From Henry. Do you have to take your date to an expensive restaurant? Nope. Uh, yeah. I'm taking this question right now. Absolutely not. Uh, especially not on the first date. Uh, we are not going to a steakhouse where the steak 
price minimum is 80 bucks. Um, for a state this big. It's like, is it big enough to spend like five, spend half your paycheck? <laughs> nope. Just on, nah, see, that's what I thought. So, no. It's like, you can go to Cheesecake Factory. You can have fun. As long as you do something that's fun, memorable, and you get to know the person, then, yeah, you don't have to spend like all your money. Oh, yeah. I, I went to Cheesecake Factory after that fiasco with uh, Old Girl. Cheesecake Factory is expensive. What are they talking about? It's a chain restaurant. What you mean? <laughs> yeah, it's because they serve like everything. Like they don't just serve like cheesecakes. They serve tacos. They serve Italian food. They serve me- uh, Mexican f- or I said Mexican food. They serve Chinese food. It's a lot, but it's good. It is delicious. But um, my mom used to say that all you have to do is stay black and die. And um, well, you don't have to pay taxes, but it helps. Um so I don't think I know that there's all of these like gender wars and stuff on the line, but honestly, it doesn't really it doesn't really matter. And for the like people say you need to do this, you need to do that. In all actuality, that's just like their opinion. And just because they feel like it's right doesn't make it a fact. So oh, you do what is in your means and what you know your date would like to do and if down the line you want to take her or him to an expensive restaurant that's your prerogative you do that and if you would prefer to make food at home again that's your prerogative but you don't have to do anything nice yes uh so we want to go to the next question Oh, yeah. So this one's coming from uh, our favorite sort of the Jedi herself. She decided to come at us with uh, which romantic score is the greatest of all time. I, I initially was going to say Titanic, but I confession time. I haven't seen Titanic from start to finish. Uh, fair. Thank you. So I'm going to cheat. Would y'all call the Lion King a romance movie? No. I'm gonna go with Beauty and the Beast then. Yeah. Okay. Had to go somewhere, Disney. Yeah. Um, I was so my first thought was Inuyasha. Um, because like you think about the Kagome songs, the Kikio songs, the Sango and Moroku songs, all that kind of stuff. But now that I think about it, I think and this is one of my favorite Morant's movies, is Memoirs of a Geisha. Give us a 20-second a, a breakdown preview. Um, a girl gets sold into, uh, well, ex-work and um, to become a geisha, but then through the process of her maturing and going through World War II, she finally falls in love with the man that she had been pining after for a very long time. Mm-hmm. all right i think for me uh i'm gonna have to cheat a little uh, as well so there's a few of them where so so my first thinking was like of course across the stars from star wars episode two attack of the clones like come on now uh that that is prime wedding theme that Not prime a- wedding theme what you mean uh but if you wanted to go down that route all right how about the bodyguard with whitney houston okay haven't seen that movie give me your card um but uh but yeah so like that movie you know i will always love you come on now come on i low-key want to say late as well so yeah 
or a star is born. I'm eating like with Led Miz, I see more unrequited love. That some of those love songs were super painful. Yeah. We'll get to that in another question soon. Ooh, all right. So for our next one, it says which famous bromance most encapsulates the relationship of the Meaches? That's a tough one. It is. Dang. You see, one, some of my favorite ones are like um, Gus and, and yeah, what's his name? Sean from Psych. Like, I, I like that where it's goofy. And then another one that I really love is Happen Leonard on um, this book and t- that's in TV show that's based off of the book where it's like they really like ride for each other. I don't know. I feel like it has to be something like goofy. Yeah. So initially, when I first saw this question, I was like, oh, I was thinking Deadpool and Spider-Man. Cause All right. Like an anti-hero and the other one's like a hero hero. And like Deadpool's chaotic and Spider-Man's not as chaotic. But when I thought about it, I would say um, Senku and Taiju from Dr. Stone. So Lenku seems like he's a villain and everything. He wants to, he makes all these jokes that he's like going to do anything to get what he wants. But in actuality, he is like the nicest guy ever. And Taiju is like a golden retriever boy. And he's super nice. He's super helpful. Like, and the way that they're able to work together seamlessly, like they have such different energies, but they love each other. They're loyal. They will are willing to go the extra mile for themselves and for others. And um, they make a great team. So that's what I think the Meaches are. Oh, thanks. Thanks. All right. So for me, firstly, firstly, Meech, uh, I just want to say, like, when you had said guts, I thought you said guts. And I was like, <laughs> okay, where you where you taking this, bro? Where are you taking this? Yo. I'll say we, I was like, I am not, don't you dare say I am him. <laughs> yes. Dare say I am him. Femto, um, that's all I'm going to say about that. But, uh, but yeah, like this was like a really tough one. Probably one of the toughest ones I could have ever, uh, asked for. And like, for me, one of the biggest ones I could think of is like, like just comic wise is like Damian Wayne Robin and then like John Kent Superboy. Ooh. Or like, actually, no, scratch that. Let's go with the with their daddies, uh, Batman and Superman. One's hopeful, one's dark, one's willing to beat the other to a bloody pulp. The other's not. Um, as for who is who, we let you decide. Uh, and then like one one is paranoid, like most of the time, and the other one's genuinely just charismatic. One's a pure menace. The other one, not so much. One's a Boy Scout. One's able to break bones. And also, one he's one is openly kind. The other one's kind in closed doors. So, boom. Let's get with that. All right. Next question. All right. We have ourselves. If you could only listen to love songs in another language, which one language would you choose? It must be non-English. And we're talking about real music that already exists. Spanish. Japanese. French. All right. Next question. Easy. <laughs> so there's a saying somewhere that goes something like comedies entertain us, but the dramas and tragedies, but it's the drama and tragedies that stick with us. 
Why do you think we are drawn to the dramas and tragedies in film, plays, books, etc.? What is it about watching pain that keeps us coming back? Uh, I think it connects. It helps us connect with others. Um, that empathy for those that do have it. I mean, this morning, this morning I was listening to um, Memories uh, by Barbara Streisand and like from Cats, and I was almost in tears. And like, <laughs> I don't relate to that song at all, but uh, for some reason it just like affected me. And then like, even with the Grammys, I know um, Tracy Chapman came back and did Fast Car. And then everyone at the Grammys, like all those people that are like famous and rich and all that, they like really connected with that song. So I think it just like, it's a way for us to connect, like even with laughing, like it'll stick with you for a bit, but like the pain and all the different things that we go through are what shape us more and what we can kind of understand. That's what I felt. I think pain is one of the few like universal human experiences because like there's things where people are like oh everyone experiences love all this other stuff and like in actuality I don't think so I think pain is and suffering are something that are things that are integral to the human condition regardless of how much we try to avoid it and so when we but it's also something that people constantly try to like tell us that oh it's not that bad or like they try to sh move us away from so i feel like when we get to experience stories that uh, um show people like going through tragedies and things like that in all different stages of their life of life it's an opportunity for us to connect in a way that um we don't always get to do if um like if we were just talking about like the happy times and things like that so the pain is the connector kind of what demetrius was saying for all of us and it's something that we can all look forward to whether we want to or not um so yeah so what you're saying is that uh Payne's philosophy is right um <laughs> but but keeping on with that i think like going along with that i think like another thing that also is like why we connecting with dramas and tragedies partially because of the fact that a we may not see something exactly like that happen but we can learn from that thing that happens. Be like, okay, if this scenario happens, I need to be prepared for it in case it gets to that point and I know exactly what not to do. Or as I like to say, couldn't be me. <laughs> um, couldn't be me with making those decisions. Or it can be also just a fact like it's just so enticing or encapsulating because like we may, well, I know like for at least the regular average American, like you may not see like may not see pain like on a daily basis unless like you work in a hospital or like or you're dealing or like you're a grief counselor or anything like that. But like like you're a lay person and you, and you just see like, hey, a car crashed on the side of the road. What's everybody going to do? They're going to turn their head and look because we're as just human beings. We're just wired that way. We're wired to like see the danger, see the tragedy, and then we come out on the other side. All right. So for this next question, favorite Naruto couple. Mine is Naruto and Hinata with Snide and Close. I was gonna say Jiraiya and Tsunade. Mm. I I was gonna say Naruhina as well. Uh so yeah. 
All right. So who do you think, uh, again, this is coming from our pers- our boy, Moran Jojo, with his uh, questions for the mailbag. Who do you think should be Peter Parker's girl, Gwen Stacy, Mary Jane, or somebody else? Me and Meech both agree that it should be Miss Felicia. The Felicia, Felicia's calling. Felicia's calling because uh, uh, MJ, well, the only MJ that can be with Peter is... Uh, renew your vows ultimate universe aka universes where they're already married or actually yeah no that's it's about it uh every other mary jane can just go uh somewhere else Um, yeah i feel like him and black cat have such a special relationship where obviously like him and mj is the iconic one but with him and black cat just like their interactions with each other and they can actually understand each other from a hero perspective or like vigilante or costume towards like they can connect on that level where they you don't see the push and pull with uh say mary jane because of you know like she's just like a normal citizen most of the time until the new comics of course for the second week in a row we have another taylor swift conversation how annoying is the taylor swift being shown of travis kelsey a lot and then i'll just combine this with one of my friends stuff that's in a question we will predict their downfall. How long do you think Swift and Kelsey will last? Yeah. I saw a TikTok that said that if he doesn't win the Super Bowl, she's out. Um, But long story short, I am very annoyed by it. Not because like I particularly care about their relationship, but how much they are because of her hyper visibility she's taking things that like and she's doing things that black people typically do it's now becoming oh look at this really cool thing that taylor swift did i like the swag surf like i'm just like dang it we had that for like 15 years and now we gotta let it go i saw saw a meme that said it was white water rafting yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and then like there is recently an article where someone was like um travis kelsey has um uh coined the uh cl- like his haircut is the fade or he invented the fade and i was like yo that's wild and so that's what i don't like about their relationship honestly if they are in love and everything like that good for them but i don't like that the appropriation that comes with taylor swift well, i'm not gonna put the karma out on ending someone's relationship but (laughs) i I wonder why (laughs) but with that i'll I'll just say that it's less i'm not annoyed with them i'm just annoyed by how people lose their minds about it where it's just like y'all act like i said last week y'all act like you've never seen people in a relationship before (laughs) relax y'all act like you've never seen taylor swift at anything before Act like you've never seen a celebrity at a football game before. Just calm down. Relax. Live your life. Go outside. Touch grass. Read a book. Do something else. You know that's impossible for some people because, in fact, some of them may... Nah, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. We're about to get canceled. Um, But in any case, uh, essentially, like, yeah, like, the only part that's annoying to me is the fact that, yo, why... It's like... Okay, every few seconds you you're panning to Taylor Swift when you should be like panning to like the play that's on the field that's probably relevant at the moment. I can understand if they're like going on break or if there's like or is there's like nothing happening on the field. But to do it like after every single play, kind of outrageous. I'm not even gonna hold you. Like a lot, 
but and the Super Bowl is about to go crazy. I have a prediction for the Super Bowl. Um, it sucks because people are going to hear this after the Super Bowl has already occurred. But here's what's going to happen. Imagine it, Usher. They're getting ready for him to uh, no, do his no. They do not. I know exactly what you're about to say. And he gets locked. He gets locked in his uh his dressing room. Can't get out. It's five minutes to perform, and they look, they look uh to the the press box or whatever, and they give her a microphone spotlight, and Taylor Swift does a whole performance for the next hour, even though halftime is usually thirty minutes for the Super Bowl. And she walks down for the stage and it's already prepared. They have dancers, stage sets, plays. Yes. We 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 are in the new timeline. Oh no, nah, see, I was just thinking like, oh yeah, they're just gonna bring Taylor Swift down to do like at least like one song with Usher because they do have a song together. They do have one. So so that's what I thought was about to happen, but yeah. All right. So moving on to the next question from Selena. What is the best Marvel couple to ever exist? I will go with Peter Parker and uh, MJ. Granted what we said previously, but I do think their um, relationship is the Superman and Lois Lane of Marvel for the longest time. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of agree with that. I honestly, I don't pay attention enough to like, uh, marvel things but one thing that i was interested in seeing is black panther and storm like i feel like that's such a cool couple that i would love to see them on screen yeah we won't see that until after secret wars yeah no that ain't happened for a long time my boy right so any marvel couple you want to see on screen each because that was mine um a marvel couple i like to see online is uh Peter Parker and the Venom symbiote, but um, <laughs> but nah, that ain't that ain't happening anytime soon. So, <laughs> so seeing as that's not happening, I guess like another would actually be a like I just want to see Mister Fantastic and Invisible Woman done right. Right, we got Pedro Pascal to to do it for us. Exactly, yeah. I, I need I need them to do do that that relationship justice because they did them dirty for two movies. All right, so for next one, Sarah, we kind of already talked about it, but men requiring a big display of love from women on Valentine's Day, you know, mutual, that's kind of what we did. Favorite Valentine's Day movie to watch? Oh, Ride Lane. If you guys don't know this, it is a black rom-com. It follows these super cute, like quirky black couple. The guy just got dumped after by his longtime girlfriend that was cheating on him with his like best friend. And the girl got dumped as well by like her i want to say narcissistic uh artist ex-boyfriend and they go on an adventure together and it is absolutely adorable Dang. interesting uh for me i would say my favorite rom-com is crazy stupid love so that's definitely one that i that's my favorite to watch Meech. oh yeah for me uh i'm just gonna go with a very simple one it's called my bloody valentine um i don't know Pretty, pretty great horror movie, you know what I'm saying? Takes place on Valentine's Day. But if you want to do something that like is a little less, uh, watch Bride of Chucky. Uh, that's pretty good Valentine's yeah, Day movie yeah. right there. That's I'm all gonna I- have to call the police. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm a mandatory reporter, and like, nah, nah, I, I, just- I don't know what you want me to do. 
Nah, see, it, it's already too late. See, at least I didn't say like some outrageous like misery or uh, audition, but but nah. See, apparently me saying Bride of Chucky is too much. All right, I'm, I'm with you with that. Um, so next question: most memorable moment celebrating Valentine's Day in elementary school? I don't have one. Getting those unsigned valentine because that's how you knew that someone had a crush on you you didn't know who it was from but when you got a valentine like that you're just like oh yes i'm that girl and hopefully it was from your actual crush and not someone that you thought had cooties i got kissed on the cheek by a girl in elementary school and then we became boyfriend and girlfriend for like that entire year until i had like a asthma attack and ended up in the hospital for like a couple weeks and then came back. It. No. She no. Like, how could I be with a man that can't breathe? Oh no, she was sending me stuff like all the time in the ho- while I was in the hospital. I got like a bunch of cards from her. Um I don't have them to this day because they they lost the time, but but yeah. Yeah. Got kissed on the cheek, got sent to the hospital. Wow. I'm surprised both of those two stories took dark turns from such promising start. <laughs> yeah. Who do you think you're talking to? So, Mitch, you want to read the next question? Oh, uh, yes. Coming from my boy, Brandon. All right. So, he says, when you're trying to get to know someone or could already be in a relationship with that has different fandom slash interests, what's a good way to bridge that gap? Like, my wife loves sitcoms, but I'm more into true crime or Star Wars versus Star Trek, rom-coms versus comic book movies, etc. Well, I would say, like, there's overlap. Um, with them because a lot of times like okay we say anime but anime is broken down into different categories like romance action shonen um mecha drama horror mystery different things and it's just like it's just a different medium to tell those stories so with that you can always find a medium to tell the story that you're looking for in my opinion mm-hmm. same i agree uh, all right cool cool so next one is if you and your significant other both aren't interested in Valentine's Day, is it culturally acceptable to skip it slash treat it like any other day? Yes. See, here's my thing with Valentine's Day. Um, and one of my friends, every time it comes up, always quotes it back to me. If you can't tell me you love me the other 364 days of the year, 365 this year, do not tell me on Valentine's Day that you love me. I, it doesn't really mean anything to me. So that's that's my Ooh. personal opinion on it. Chill, chill, same, same. The only thing I'll get like from Valentine's Day is the fact that like the next day all candy is like half off. Priorities. Yes. Yep. All right, next one. All right. So this one is coming from good old from an old pal of ours, Veronica. Hey, what's going on? So here's your first question. It says, Will we ever know? Slash, can you speculate on what happens to Steven? From Steven Universe and Connie. I'm going to watch Steven Universe. You are truly missing out on a masterpiece. I know. Um, I know. It's so cute. And I'm going to be completely honest. I did not watch Steven Universe Future. Um, The movie rubbed me the wrong way for some reason. I think I didn't like that everything had changed. So that probably says something about me. But I think if I'm remembering correctly, they broke up. And... Honestly, and so today I saw actually saw a fan art where someone had put Steven and Connie and they'd actually gotten married and had a kid and it was super cute. But honestly, I feel like they should 
even though they had a very significant relationship, I do feel like it would most likely be better for both of them if they moved past it. I think that developmentally, they like they might stay like them staying together might be more of a like this is familiar this feels safe more than like this is where the trajectory that each of us need to go and i think considering all of the trauma that steven had gone through with dealing with his mom and the saving the world and everything like that he really needs time to um like find himself and i feel like if he stayed with Connie, she would always be a reminder of the trauma and his past. And so I don't think it would work out. Mm. I mean, I, I'll abstain because I've never seen Steven Universe. All right. So next up, we have maybe another important question to ask, too, that's less serious is what's a good way to make sure that uh, that people who are struggling this season are encouraged? I mean, just check up on them. I, I think like what Paulina said, where like whether it be a Galentine's Day, uh, a do the homemade day or uh, just like hanging out with friends, like just to be especially if they're struggling. Like we mentioned it where it's like most of the time it's like whatever, <laughs> like bring bring on the 15th. But just with that, just check up on your people. Yeah. Bring like bring us candy like or flowers, like get your one single friend flowers or something like that. I think that's super awesome. And, um, yeah, and remind them that their relationship status does not um, uh, determine their worth. Yeah, agreed, agreed. And then also, again, uh, if you want to come fight me, uh, go ahead, do that, just please, because I, I'm desperately in need of somebody to fight. Um, but, yeah, yeah, let's keep it moving. Right. So for these next two questions, it's about to get messy. Um, so for the first one. Is it ever okay to date your friend's ex or sibling? <laughs> this is very hard. So historically, the answer is always no. However, however, what I think is really the answer is that if you do this, you have to have so much communication and double check all of your I's and cross your T's or whatever before you move forward and you be completely transparent with your friend or like with your friend, whether it's their ex or their sibling, what your intentions are and like, and that, because honestly, like the thought of one of my like girlfriends falling in love with my brother makes me sick. Um, I love my brother, but it just, it feels icky, but it is not fair for me to be like, no, you can't date my brother or no, you can't date my ex just because um, like it would make me slightly uncomfortable. Like for the ex thing, I feel like if that makes you uncomfortable, like it's it's not always like I should say it's not always like one to one, but I feel like there's some un um uh, acknowledge feelings and undealt with feelings that might need to be worked out and so that you can figure out why that makes you uncomfortable and for the sibling I'm just like I mean don't give me any details and I mean if you try to if you're trying to vent to me I'm probably not going to be the best person so take that for what it is I Meet mean, you were, you were making a face when I asked this the 
see it's because of the fact that uh with this one right we need to go none other than to rule number two of the bro code which is known as never date your bro's ex and then we scroll down to rule number seven of the bro code which is don't date your bro's sister all right so when it comes to that right according to the bro code it's it's pretty explicitly clear that neither such thing shall ever happen let especially when it's your bro lest you incur the wrath of the bro council however <laughs> however there is an exception which is that said bro has given you explicit and very emphatic approval of said uh of said relationship if not then things can get messy asap because imagine imagine you with bro and you dating his sis what happens when y'all two break up oh yes you, so now bro is put in a in pretty awkward spot between bro or his actual flesh and blood uh but but yeah but in in all seriousness though, though like it, it may seem like it's kind of a bit of a taboo subject but in reality it's like that's one of those things like just just be adults and have an open conversation about it because for the love of everything, things can be a lot simpler if you just talk about it rather than just have like repressed feelings or just keep it like under wraps. Because I can tell you from personal experience that it's a poison and that poison is only going to corrupt you from the inside out. So, you know, to, like my biggest point, you are an adult. You should be able to communicate. And for both of them, I feel like context matters immensely so like with the ex thing if like the ex cheated on you or like abused you in any way and your friend goes with the ex that is a red flag that you need to end that friendship um another one i think it matters is like were we friends before or after you broke up with the person is another big one because it's like you won't know the context of it and then like okay you meet i didn't know that y'all two were together I'm not going to just break up just because you say break up unless you like give me information that like um would lead to that for the sibling one <laughs> some of y'all know y'all got some grimy friends um and you wouldn't want them to do do their griminess to your sibling so I'll just kind of leave it at that and then also the age gap matters because <laughs> the age gap definitely matters in that one yeah I'll say yeah yeah, because there's no allegations like that you can dodge with that one. Um, you don't don't you dare say age is but a number because I'll I'll send you to uh to meet Kami himself. <laughs> All right, cops. For for this next one from a friend that I will not say their name. Um, how does one escape the friend zone? So I want to let the guys go first, and I'll go last. The heck you are. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right uh well, all right heartbroken you 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 go first since you actually escaped it well well, well i technically wasn't in it with that was it but but it is what it is we'll, we'll keep moving but um i will say this it, it kind of went back to what you said last year you have to be for particularly with the friend zone you have to be very direct with the person because it can be misinterpreted um especially depending on the length of the friendship but <laughs> If you're directing, you get rejected. <laughs> Strap up the seatbelts 
because you were going to be there for a while. Um, the only way, and I have to give context, don't be a grimy person when I say this. The only way to test the waters to see if there's more than a friendship is to move on. Um, so like move on because if they feel some type of way about you moving on or um lessening in cer certain ways like that there might be something there that they didn't know until like oh now i'm going to lose you in that sense um but then also just like something that i want to say is that if you are in that situation appreciate the friendship i will say that because think about like how many relationships you've been in how much do you keep in contact with your ex and then like with friendships, I have friendships that lasted 10 years with like women of them where it's like, it's a great friendship um, and like means a lot to me. So just consider that if you are in that situation and you have expressed that. So that's my advice. Hey. Yeah, that's actually really great advice. I know like for me, uh, definitely, definitely again, like, hey. It, as he mentioned, like tread the waters, like see, be direct, uh, be a grown adult and talk about it. Um, but be ready for the consequences. Um, but here's here's another way to determine if you if if you can uh truly let the person you know let the person know like hey if they really like you or not get into a car crash. Nani? Uh, you know, just get into an accident or or find yourself in the hospital with. Just, just find yourself at a uh, death's door, or even, <laughs> or even fake oh your own God. death and have a fake funeral. That if that person shows up and is bawling their eyes out at the thought of losing you, you know you got something special. And oh then pop back up for, from death's door. Just be like, hey, that's a miracle. You know, hey, it's time for us to, you know. Hey, it's time for you to be true to your word. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Um, if you we need are, help, if you need help with that, then just just let me know. Then I'll I'll, I'll make sure that uh that you get the confirmation you needed. Yeah. So just so everyone listening knows, uh, we have called the authorities, and um, they're en route to no, pick up Meech. Um, because yeah, yeah, he directly to jail directly to jail do not pass go do not collect two hundred dollars um to jail you gotta define me yeah. first yeah um never mind i was gonna make a black joke but i'm not um because we're in the middle of black history month but anyway yeah um okay so now it's my turn so i've thought about this a lot and i have been both the girl who's in the friend zone and then the girl who's put guys in the friend guys in the friend zone and um from my perspective, I, and I think I've thought about this like a lot and it also goes into like kind of what Demetrius was saying about like how much do you value the relationship and the friendship. And now I don't see the friend zone as something that you have to get out of. And I say that because ideally you would like your partner to be someone that you can be friends with, not just like someone that you have a romantic interest in, because ultimately there will come a time where the romantic interest might wane or it might fade completely. And sometimes the only thing, especially I feel like if you're in a 
long-term relationship. Like sometimes the thing that gets you through those difficult times where there might be a lot of fights and things is the friendship that you have. So it's important to keep that in mind. So then on top of that, um, I feel like, um, sorry, I thought this out, but I feel like um, we put a lot of thought into like, oh, I need to get out of the friend zone. I need to get out of the friend zone. But in all actuality, I think that we can feel like that when we feel um, discontent with where, like wherever the relationship is. And sometimes it is, sometimes we need to recognize that wherever we're at in our relationship means that's where God wants us to be. And sometimes God will keep you in the friend zone because he's like, one, you're not ready for this. Two, the other person isn't ready for this. Or three, like, this is this person isn't good for you anyway, so you need to chill. And he's trying to save us from ourselves because I know that, like, if I ended up with all the guys that, like, I was interested in, um, I would be in trouble. I, I, yeah, I would not be in a good place, um, for a variety of reasons, but, um, with that, and if, and sometimes the point of a relationship and a friendship isn't for you to like, just kind of get, be in this romantic relationship or, and sometimes that friendship and whatever feelings you have for that person is meant to show you what you would like in a partner. Um, and that's what you learn from. And you take it and you keep it pushing. And like, I think that if you see the French friend zone as something that like you always have to get out of or like it's the death of the relationship or something like that, I think that it's good for you to re-examine what your beliefs are on your relationships with the opposite sex. Because if you see it as something like, I put friendship in and I get relationship out, then there's a problem. And I think that like a mark of a real genuine friendship and showing that like you really care about someone is if you do not get what you want in terms of how you want the relationship to look and if you can still like show up for them and love them and treat them like they are special to you because if they stop being special to you because you can't date them, like I don't think they are really ever special to you. Like it's very transactional. So don't, the friendship is, the friend zone is not bad. Like it's fun, like having friends and getting to know people is so much fun. And sometimes you have to go through the friend zone to really figure out if you actually have feelings for someone. And like both of the Meaches have said, like the best way to like navigate that is be super duper clear about your intentions, have conversations. And if you need to have additional conversations, do that. Um, but yeah. That was well said, Afropuff. Um, Meech, that is how you give advice to people in the uh, didn't she see uh she she agreed with my point. No, I said I was calling the police. Um, uh, she said she agreed with my point. Uh no. it, it's right here in the chat. Um, uh, but yep. So thank thank you. Thank you for the support. Um, yes, definitely, definitely. We're good, we're good. 
But yeah, thanks again to all the listeners just uh, for the mailbag. So with that, we're going to just try to quickly wrap up the episode. But quickly, when I do a Black History, I put it as entertainer of the month, really an appreciation moment. So last week, we recorded February 1st. On the second, um, Carl Weathers passed away, so we like didn't have time to catch that before that episode um, came. So this is just a moment to give him his respect. Um, definitely somebody that meant a lot to a lot of different people in a lot of different avenues outside of just purely action movies. So, Meech, if you want to kick it off, yeah, man. Firstly, Carl Weathers, man. First, he a January kid, and like myself, like definitely we already. He, we already bonded on that, but he, he definitely hugely important because, again, he's not only just known for, you know, Rocky with Apollo or even in Star Wars or, or even in Predator, you know, as Dylan. But also, we cannot forget that he was a member of the Oakland Raiders. Uh, he did have a football career and say like he was pretty, uh, pretty decent at it. So, yeah, it's like definitely just huge phenomenal person and the fact of the matter is like he he's just a great guy overall and i actually got a chance to see him in person um when he came to comic palooza like two years ago and outstanding guy he he definitely is like truly down to earth really humble guy and he 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 deep in he deep in Star Wars legends. I'm just saying that right now because he he really he really loves the Star Wars lore, and I I appreciate him wholeheartedly for it. Um, but yeah, just it's just sad to see him go. It was it was such a a sting where like that's how the first day of uh of Black History Month came out with just my boy going. Dang, it's crazy. Yeah, and it's crazy because like not only just like the action movies, like you mentioned off Apollo Creed, like. Speaking of just of Apollo Creed, the fact that like him dying in a, a, a Rocky Four, which is a spoiler, which is an eight forty year spoiler, but um, like that was like a moment, you know. And obviously, us being born in the nineties and whatnot, like we couldn't like understand like what that actually meant. But like even watching it later on, it's like, oh no, not Apollo. Um, but also he had like comedic chops with uh, uh Happy Gilmore when he played Chubbs. <laughs> So that was just like, man. And then even like, like you mentioned with Star Wars, the fact that he gave that character like so much like gravitas um, was actually crazy. And like, I didn't even know he was that old. Like he just didn't feel that way. As they say, the black does not crack. So, um, never good, never will. It sucks. Yeah, it definitely sucks. But we just kind of wanted to give that moment since like we essentially couldn't catch it um last week so with that we're going to give plugs i hope everyone has like a nice valentine's day but we're gonna do plugs and then get up out of here yes um you go first meet all right so of course like for for our plugs you know saying we have ourselves our instagram our ex formerly known as twitter and our threads account under blurred city 22 like comment subscribe you know do all that good jazz bell for notifications stay up to date on our new release episodes and schedules we have ourselves a discord with links in the in the instagram that's where you can join the fine community of degenerates where we send memes and that's where the group chat that sent me on my uh that sent me that where sent wow cannot speak today but that's where the meets of earth 42 uh went and 
nope, nope, that was where the Meats of Earth 42 decided to come in from. Um, we can't stop him. He He's just here. And I can't kill him either because he's me. Um, but in any case, we also have ourselves our YouTube and our Patreon, the Blurred City Pod. That's where if you donate a little cheddar to our account, you know what I'm saying? Like, help us out a little. You get access to very exclusive episodes that... You, that may or may not see the light of day, you know what I'm saying? And then we have ourselves our email, blurredcity22 at gmail.com. That's where you can submit mailbag questions like we did today. That's where you can submit like episode suggestions, ideas for for content you want to see in upcoming episodes, or even just how you want us to you know act. And if you want to like, you know, agree with any statements that Meech of Earth 42 has stated, then go ahead and give us suggestions there as well. And and just go Don't ahead. Do that. And if you want to like tell Afro Puff Samurai off, then you go ahead and do it in there as well. Um and then if you want to like have the heartbroken shit you got me get even more heartbroken, go ahead and uh say something in the email as well. Just go ahead, just do it for all of us, you know what I'm saying? Um but yeah, that's all I got for that. Yeah. And as far as personal I am the Jedi Ronin on TikTok, however long I got TikTok left, as well as on Instagram, where I post like pretty saber content and all my lightsaber shenanigans. So that's all I got. Gotcha. So I completely misunderstood what plug meant. I thought you wanted me to say what I'm watching right now and what like <laughs> the, I was like, bro, I I'm not prepared, but um, I am Polina underscore what um everywhere so at polina underscore what if you want to follow me i don't be posting um but yeah so uh add me on linkedin uh you don't have to email the meeches for my information because i'm not going to give my full government name on the internet uh but yeah if you can give me a job <laughs> that would be real yes for me my personal author pages you can catch my Instagram at Mitri underscore dash. That is M-E-T-R-I underscore D-A-S-H for my ex uh, at the mad dash 16. And then if you're interested in my book, Phantom Reckoning, A Most Irregular Tale, that is dropping tomorrow as the day that you are hearing this. So you can get that on Amazon and then also Barnes and Noble. So looking forward for the sequel to drop. I think we gave plenty of words of encouragement. So all I'm going to say is we're wrapping up season two. It was a long one. A lot of ups and downs, but definitely a great one. Um, we were coming back season three with our Dune review in March. So as I like to say, it's not goodbye forever. It's just goodbye for now. And that's the Blur City Podcast. See ya later. Bye.